Hello and welcome to the next episode of Pop Culture Persephone. What a week it has been. I'm sure everyone is close to losing their mind. Whew. Anyways, it's good to be out talking to, well, people out there somewhere. But today is going to be pretty exciting because I am finally, finally welcoming Sir William Roger Connors, one of my greatest friends, a hilarious human being, a great artist, actor, director, and man about town of Cleveland. So I'm very excited for him to be joining to give you a little bit of an idea of today's episode, we are going to first start talking a little bit about the movie The Hunt. Roger is going to be taking this part over a bit because I have not seen it. But I have heard a lot about it and done a little bit of background on it. I do know that it's a controversial movie poking fun at both liberals, Democrats, and everything in between. And that I believe the release of it was extended out a bit. And I have to check the tragedy because there are so many school shootings and, you know, gun vi- so much gun violence, frankly, in our country and now in other countries. But I have a feeling it was after... The Manchester, Ariana Grande, violence, I'm not sure. I'll have to check with Roger. I have a feeling he will now. But until then, check out the trailer for The Hunt. And after that, we will be talking to Mr. Connors. You're in the glorious state of Arkansas, sweetheart. How'd you know they was lying? Well, this ain't Arkansas, so everyone is lying. This country belongs to us. It's just business. Hunting human beings for sport. They're not human beings. bunch of elites kidnap normal folk like us where'd they get you from wyoming mississippi orlando <laughs> and hunt us for sport hurry 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 up so it's true we're being hunted hey what are on your way what's happening put them in the back with the rest Hello. Hello. We are filming or taping or whatever. We're recording. We're recording. Together. Finally, Sir William Roger Connors, who I have spoken often about on this podcast, has joined us. Welcome, Roger. It's due time. I'm sorry. It is due time. I'm here with Spinner. 
first off, let's check in with you. How are you do- doing during, what day are we on of the coronavirus? I mean, technically, we're only on day two of the, the, the required stay indoors policy. The shelter. The, sh- the, the sheltering. Um, prior to that, it was just recommended. Though I have been heeding the warning, being the sensible citizen that I am, um, I am already at the point where I find myself talking to the animals. Well, not that that's any different from anything, any normal day, but like we're talking full, full dialogues. It's getting a little Correct. more. Um, and Roger, tell, tell everyone about, they're familiar with my companion, which is, which is Dexter, but tell us a little bit about your your situation, your living situation, and some of your friends who live with you. Well, I mean, I live in a, a modest yet appealing downstairs unit home that is built for one, um, though I choose to share it with three three other living entities, um, one of which <laughs> is Spinner, who's right beside me, a senior miniature pincher. Uh, with a quite a large array of clothing to his name. Yes. Um, he is opinionated. He is so, uh, resourceful. Uh, he is aggressive with his um, with his love and with his personality. Uh, I also live with two cats. Um, Vladimir, my black cat, Rasputin, a velvet, my Siamese. They are demanding as well. Uh, and now that I'm home, I, you'd think it would like appease them. No, satiate that, but no, but no, it's they require more constant. It's never enough, literally, never enough. Right now, he's barking, he's just barking to bark. He's jealous because I'm doing something that is not with him right now. Yeah, well, you're talking to someone who is not him, and how dare you? And I mean, he's running up here now, he's looking at me, he knows it's you. I know, well, I'm sure I can hear. I mean, it's it's a lot, so it's a lot. I, I feel for you. I'm, I'm going through the same. And um, we're both. There's one more thing about Spinner that you did not share with the audience. That, he's that a, he has the best fanny in. All of Gordon Square. Ohio. All of Gordon Square in Cleveland. While Dexter has the best fanny Ohio. in all of Ohio City. Yeah. So um, this competition we have not opened up to other small dogs. Because why even open it up? And why even put them through the embarrassment of coming in so far behind the top grade specimens? Exactly. I don't want to do that to other people's pets. Yeah. It'd be, I'd feel sad for them. But um, Dexter and Spinner, while diminutive in size, um, have big personalities (laughs) and um, complete disregard for one another. Yeah. They're not. They don't love each other. They don't hate each other. It's complete they're, indifference. They're completely indifferent towards one another. And I guess I'd rather that than have hostility. But Correct. I think they, the, the thing is they both know, they know what their wheelhouse is. They know their strong card, you know? Yes. And they tend to, they actually tend to fall in the same category. Small, petite, adorable dogs who get what they want through their physical nature. Correct. They're, they're both aware of this, and they both know competition when they fucking see it. They do. Uh, excuse my language. Uh, pardon my French on this. You're but... allowed to use whatever language you deem fit. Because yeah, I'm, I'm um... pop culture Persephone. There are people know what they're getting in, into, or 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 so I hope. Uh, at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, and if they don't, then they better buckle up. That's right. That's right. Now we might as well get 
we're already four minutes in here and we're completely off subject. Only talking about our dogs. <laughs> just talking about our animals because we have no humans to talk to all day. No, right. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm working from home and I am talking to some work people, but mostly my communications are via email. And I'm done. By this point in the day, I've lost my mind and I'm already drinking. Yeah. Already drinking. Yeah. So uh, that's our reality. But the big reason why Roger is on here today is unfortunately he has to do the heavy lifting on this that um, what preceded me calling you is I played a trailer of The Hunt. Yeah. Good. With um, with Miss Gilpin. No relation by the way, to Perry Gilpin, as I really wish she was Perry Gilpin from Frasier. Oh. But instead, Betty Gilpin, correct? Yes, Betty. From Glow, which we with love. Allison Brie, great 80s era women, women's wrestling show based on an actual women's wrestling yes. um, movement organization from the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Um, I know it's her and Hillary Swank. Yes, it is. And I know that it's people hunting other people. And that it was postponed. The release was postponed. And I said to um, my listeners earlier, I know it was because of a tragedy. But there's so many tragedies in our country and outside of our country. I don't know which one. Yeah, well, so it was. There's a series of of gun based. I mean, well, there's always a series of gun based, but there was there was a few months there where it was really like it seemed excessive, even for us, you know. Um, and so right kind of at the peak of that, was it after the Ariana Grande incident? Yeah, well, around that time frame, I mean, there was there was several bigger profile shootings that happened, right? Uh, at different, I mean, like it's it's so hard. I mean, stores and. They're happening in all these different locations. It's it's hard to even really pinpoint which ones were happening right around this. I mean, I could Wikipedia it if I needed to, but you guys know what I'm talking about. This is last, you know. This uh, originally this was announced to come out um, in August. August, okay. August, and they were pro- so so. Figure this is around like June. I'm guessing maybe like like the, when all this shit was kind of like peaking. Um, and so the promotional campaign came out for the hunt and the way the trailer was structured, which wasn't, I mean, like, it, I don't want to say it was horribly misleading because at the core, it, like the story is what the story is. But, <laughs> um, the storyline is about upper class elite liberals who, for, you know, reasons provided, um, abduct like these larger than life conservative personalities and, and you find out they all are kind of like outspoken via social media uh, different personalities uh, they abduct them and they they uh, drug them and they all wake up with their mouths gagged in like a forest and they all come to a clearing and uh, they all kind of culminate and they all start to realize that they're being hunted um and a lot of them don't know really what's going on, but you start to hear this thing about this whole um, internet kind of it was passed off as like an internet rumor. It's kind of like a hoax on like a lot of conservative websites, something that they called um, Mannergate, which was like their own way of saying hmm. there's, there's, they're bringing all these, you know, conservative people to a manor and they're hunting them. Now, was that actually true? Or not? Oh. That's, that's what the movie's about. 
but there are all these theories that this, you know, that this hoax really exists and uh it kind of goes into how social media like affects that and so forth and so on and and i don't want to give you too much but i mean right when they were saying that they were making a movie with extremist conservative uh you know personalities being depicted kind of at their worst uh, well that really is true It, it does happen like you have a cast of very unlikable stereotypes um okay everybody is but the juxtaposition to that and what balances it and what makes it work is they don't hold back on the liberals. They really hand it to both sides of the spectrum, the extremists. Um, and you have some, for some right. funny moments that kind of like thus, because of that, um, they, they work because we know people on both sides of the spectrum that, that do take it too far and are and really unlikely because of it. And I'm a liberal, but God, do I know some li- liberals who at times I'm like, whoo, as 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 do I. Power. Stop throwing these rocks. You know. Um. So it really explores that, and I I love that about it. Sorry to go off on a tangent, but there's so many different little things to talk about it. But yeah, that was the basic, the whole story behind uh why, the what's and the why's that it was originally postponed is because Trump himself got involved and he was basically saying the liberals were making a movie about oh. hunting conservatives. And oh Lord! It, it does. He that, must have tweeted that out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, and he was right to a certain extent, but without com- completely without understanding what the movie's about, you know? Well, that's how he tweets. That's how he communicates things, unfortunately. And just, uh, I mean, this is not a, <laughs> this is a story that has been told several times. So Essentially, the hunting of, the hunting of people, you know, really, if you think back to um, a short story that was written in the twenties, very famous called the most dangerous game. It was a short story where essentially a man is being, he's being um, hunted by a Russian aristocrat. Yep. And people have taken that story and it has been adapted into many different movies and other stories. I mean, I think of even something like, I think of something like hostile, both part one and part two, where, People aren't being hunted, but, you know, humans are killing other humans, essentially, for sport. Um, talk to yeah. me a little bit about the ladies in this film. I thought that was the most exciting part, that we got to see the strong-jawed Miss Hillary Swank again. She's has been out of the loop for quite a while. I know she was taking care of an ailing parent, and I know she's playing a ultra liberal yeah and uh betty the open i'm excited to hear about her and her because she looks like a badass yeah 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 yeah. um i was actually what jumping back i was searching for it because i was i was blanking on it but what you were talking about how these different <clears throat> these different you know films have been inspired by by the same kind of mold and the same kind of story I oh yeah up, that like We've seen a resurgence every, like, it's one of those kind of movies that you just see done every, like, 10 years. It really is. It's that Oh, yeah. But, like, you had Battle Royale uh-huh. in the 90s. And, like, you see that same kind of concept of getting groups of people together and hunting them or forcing them to hunt each other or fight each other, even to a certain extent. Um, um, oh, my gosh. You're a, a bigger fan than I am with Jennifer uh, with the Mockingbird. Um uh, oh, the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games, like even like and like, and not in so much a slasher 
gory manner, but you have people hunting each other for political reason. Yes. More fantastical. But but Battle Royale was coming to mind just because it's these situations where higher this larger government, focal government is (laughs) forcing smaller groups of less uh, capable individuals or so they think. Or so they think, you know, there's always one or some that that prove them wrong and rise up, but uh, forcing them to kind of, you know, hack down each other to come upon who the strongest one is, uh, the strongest survive mentality. But I was just searching that while you're talking. I wanted to throw right. that. But yes, the women in um in the movie are like what makes it, I think, stand out. Uh, but they really are the ones that get the focus. Like, you know, that Crystal, Betty Gilpin. The moment you see her, like, you just know everything is kind of, it's revolving around her. It's not like a Saw kind of situation, like, or Saw 2. I mean, movies where you start off with a larger ensemble and you dwindle it down. This movie, like, there's some secondary secondary characters, you know, that you follow and so forth. But you know um, that that she's the one that the movie is going to revolve around. And rightfully so, because she is the best part of the film. I mean, like, give the woman give her her own series with like a a significantly larger budget and let her just kick ass for days because she is so believable and oh yeah in there like this character there's definitely room for this character like to have depth and layers and it could have easily also been a throwaway character but she chose to you know um really explore like the nuances and you'll, you'll see that when you see some of her physical responses and like her facial reactions. And she's really like, she doesn't talk a lot. Her character is like strong and silent, but right. her strong and silent approach. Like there are so many subtle little moments and things she does with her face that just like sell this character mm-hmm. so well. Um, and Hillary, like, I mean, her presence on camera is always fantastic. Um, the approach, like, so what they kind of tried to do, and this isn't giving anything away is just like when they first, introduce her they just kind of make her like you're building up to something but everyone knows that hillary swan like playing this character you know so we've all seen enough of the previews and she frankly looks the type (laughs) you can see her with her whole foods bag you can see you've seen that woman before absolutely and they play it up in this like hardcore but like they they choose to do this thing where they don't reveal her like her face for a while. And I almost wonder if they like, because it's a smaller budget and she is a significant, like she's a big name. Like right. even if she's been taking a break, she's known for being a respect, like a respectable uh, actor, you know, who can produce really fantastic performances. I mean, so two, I, time I almost, of, two time Academy Award winner. Let's not forget. Yes. So I wonder if I, I almost wonder if, because this is a small budget film or not small, but I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, I think it's, it's maybe 14, billion is around there yeah it is smaller scale in some regards i wonder if they only got her for a certain period of time and so they filmed they specifically maybe filmed with a body double a few sequences uh and had her voice over because i mean I wonder, that would make sense yeah i almost wonder you and you'll see like the way they do it like she has screen time don't get me wrong she is on camera for a good period of it, but they did some, they made some choices early in the film, like trying to build up to this surprise, but like she was promoted in every, every trailer early in, like you knew you were getting her. So I was kind of confused why they chose to do that, but I mean, whatever, overall, like two really great uh, female actresses giving some really fun performances that build up to like, I don't want to see what happens. You see little glimpses of it in the trailer, but right. Right. <sighs> 
for, for like the the grand finale alone, just see the movie. Let me just put it that way. For the grand finale alone, it's everything you wanted and more. Oh God, I wish I could see it. I wish yeah. I could go out and see it, but I can't. Well, you know I... you can get it now. Uh, you can stream it. But it's going to be so expensive, like nineteen dollars stream. Yes, right? it's going to be expensive. But I'm like, this is what people have been saying. Like, if you're in a, a position, you get it for two days, first of all. And if you're in a position <laughs> where, like, you have like, you know, a neighbor or like, because they're saying like, right, if you're in smaller groups of like under five, and you keep space and everything, this is a good opportunity <laughs> to like <laughs> pitch in, you know. And, and that's how much. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, two of you throw down $10, you keep it to a small group of people and you keep it within a certain budget because you pay. I mean, think of how expensive movie theaters are, you know? No, you're absolutely correct. And I know that currently you're able to stream a couple other big movies. Yes. Invisible Man, um, Emma. Yes. Um, and, and The Hunt. Those are the ones that, such a strange mixture of ones that have been released. Invisible Man with... Good old Lizzie Moss. I've talked a lot about Lizzie Moss in the last couple of weeks. We love her. We, we love the Lizzie Moss. Lives. Can't get enough of her. Um, but then Emma, a remake of Emma. With yeah, I, that, keep, I just keep, is that the one in the trailer where at the end of like the trailer, like that woman comes already up. She's like Miss Emma, Miss Emma. Like probably yes. Yeah, it was is, is it British? British? Very British. With with girls with those ampere wasted dresses. That girl with those big cow-like eyes. Yeah. Anna Taylor-Joy. Is that her name? Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy or something. Anna Taylor-Joy. Yeah. With those, who was in the movie Split. Her eyes are the size of of, 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 of fucking um, like uh, teacup saucers. Correct. Like, I could put a small puppy on, on one of them and fully support it. Yes. Uh, without it spilling off over the edge. Yeah, Very I don't. Eyes. They look like that Instagram filter <laughs> that allows you to have the doll eyes. Yes. Or I, she looks, right. or she looks like one of those women that have had that crazy plastic surgery to get the very round eyes. You mean like well. the human Barbie doll? Correct. Oh God, she's uh, yeah, she's a lot. I can't she, remember. It, yeah, I mean, I've been she, so distracted by human, human Ken turned human Barbie, and I'm not trying to get off topic. Oh, we got to put a pin in him. We got to put a pin. Put a pin in it. But there's two her, separate. There's a them. human Barbie, and then there's 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 human Kendall who has transitioned. <laughs> congratulations to uh, Roddy, who is now a woman. But um, I don't know. There's already a human Barbie, so I don't know if she can like claim that title. There's a couple human but there's the russian girl but she's the best the one that only eats air correct she is <laughs> she the most only eats air i will post a photograph a photograph of this beautiful human barbie on my corresponding website because it's it's worth looking at yeah. along People with roddy it. who has um had a i believe a full sexual reassignment surgery in a matter of days, from from stern to bow, um, this uh, Roddy was a was a done. was a, a born Filipino male. Yep, um, became a very white male, and he tra- yes he transformed from there, um, which you know is very controversial and has been done with many races and always creeps me out, especially as a Caucasian person. It's I'm like oh god, it, it's such a level of racial self-hate yeah but he was dying his 
um, skin, skin, bleaching his skin to appear more white. Yeah. And he was undergoing surgery after surgery. Those teeth. Uh, those caps he's got. Caps teeth to look like a Ken doll. Now, did he ever look like a Ken doll? No. I mean, he, he looked plastic. He's horrifying. But he was. But he also embraced it. He has a music video. Believe I believe Several. it's called My Plastic World. Um, <laughs> yes, he is. He is a, an, a sensation. Yeah. Uh, an internet sensation. But he is in the last, what, six months? I mean, it may have been longer. He is now... She, had full sexual reassignment yeah. surgery and has transitioned into a lady. And he is referring to himself as a as her, correct? She is, yeah. So not she as is, a that, not as they. No, no. She is she is she. Okay. She's she's claims that you know she's been a woman this whole time. Oh boy. That, that the initial surgeries were her journey trying to find that. Um, you know, and Hey, you know what, whatever you do, whatever you want to your body that you, you wish, I do feel like there may be just a, like a thin layer of mental illness involved here. Uh, no judgment towards tons, towards individual. tons of mental illness. Yeah, and- you know, and I don't, and I think that at a certain point you should not be allowed to keep injuring yourself. Cause that's, I mean, this, how, how does one heal? You just had a full physical restructuring of, of, of not only you know transitioning gender correct but also like everything that comes with the whole accoutrement the the, the cheek fillers the facelift <laughs> the hair the, the hairline was redone oh it was so, i've never seen a skull look so alien like in my whole life it was the most bulbous skull it was terrifying so i'm sorry it, I'm it, it is it is terrifying roger but Here's the thing that is interesting about Roddy. It's not like she, I apologize. I am not trying to be insensitive with my pronouns. Um, But Roger and I have been following the genesis of this person for quite a long time. So bear with us. It is not like Roddy. When Roddy was identifying as a male, that she was low maintenance. Oh no! I mean, yes. But... Transition into a female is a whole other ball of a ball of things that you got to, you know, whole, a whole new bag of tricks to get used to. <laughs> but as a male, extreme, extreme high maintenance did not go. I felt more than ninety days without a another surgery, and I need to understand. The ethics around these doctors allow- performing these surgeries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, here's the thing: when it's coming down to the, the the line between like joking about it and all seriousness, like, right? Think of all the surgeries that were done that had to be undone. The masculine um, features that he had enhanced the, the pectoral muscles. I think he had ab implants, you know, stuff ab like impl- that. Yes. Like that, all of that, like that means like now he's like, okay, I don't want that anymore. I want, I want something else. And that's where it's like, okay. So every time you do this, you're bruising and wounding and damaging and stretching your body. That nose, there is no nose there. I don't know how <laughs> they have gotten, there must be a prosthetic nose attached 
like I've seen them before. Like they're really hard to look at, but noses—they look like they're real noses. Like because there's nothing left to work with. There's nothing left there. Correct. It's very similar to Michael Jackson. Yeah. In which, after the what tenth, eleventh, maybe nose surgery, there is there's not even enough cartilage. No. Left, and it's um. And here's the thing. There's always going to be a doctor, whether it be in this country or out of this country, that is going to perform a surgery for the right amount of money. Roddy has comes from a ridiculous amount of wealth. I have no idea what the family associated with Roddy does or did, but I believe it's an inheritance. Yeah. And um, it's It's being squandered. I mean, it's the. I'm surprised she has lived through this many surgeries. Uh, yeah. Oh, I Your mean, like, body definitely... rejects speaking from experience. Yeah. As someone who has some plastic in her body, I'm not ashamed. No. Your body probably... rejects yeah. any type of surgery at first. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. And it but has if you to look at, like, images adapt of, of, around it. Yeah. If you look at images of her, like her chest and everything. And I also need to point out that this was originally talking about the hunt and how quickly we've fallen. Oh, we uh, have fallen. A, oh, we, I'm going to pull it back in. We, yeah, reel her back. We got to um, reel it back in. This is what happens because the moment we're not even in the same room. But the moment we bring up Roddy, we can't stop talking about it. Talking and again, it. the holes. Well, there's holes in her chest. There's holes in her chest. Again. I will publish photographic proof of this on the People website. I mean, it, 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 it the website accompanies yeah. this this podcast because you got to see some of these things. The, I, well, the I'm really impressed by how hev- how bang heavy you're going with your promo material. Um, it really is one of the the things that's kept me coming back for more. Is every time it's a new photo of you with with a shag, with that that shag cut. <laughs> oh yes, yes. From- that- James Bond-inspired shag cut from the movie Clute. The more more images like that that you keep pumping out, the more I'll be coming back. Well, thankfully, I'm the only child of only girl of um, Of an Italian youngest, Only girl, the youngest of three. So my mom had a lot of dance pictures. Oh, good. But but that haircut. Yeah. Man. Really good. Really good and inspired. Um, just to let you know, it appears we're going to round this back up a little bit to the hunt and then move into something else. The domestic earnings thus far for the hunt, is this correct, have been $5,812,000. Yes. Well, here, here's the deal with that. 700000 so, $700, internationally. Yeah. So... You got to look at this though, at, at what's happening with the box office as we speak. Right. So the hunt. I mean, if you dr- going back full circle, getting off of Robbie, we will return. <laughs> um, so uh, when, if you look at, at this movie's journey, it really is so unfortunate. It, it's so unfortunate um, because you know the whole thing happened with the whole Trump uh, Trump debacle, posting. So like such a high rating, getting so many people behind him that they pulled the movie originally indefinitely. They you know they weren't sure what they were going to do with it, but um, finally, a couple months ago, 
he got re-edited to the release schedule and you know and they were really smart with their promotional campaign because they were basically they were well i mean they were saying word for word uh the most hated movie in the world that nobody's seen yet <laughs> i mean that was their marketing campaign right art because they were basically they're saying nobody knows what this movie's actually about and to a certain extent they're right with that um but you know no one really knows what the movie's about they all prejudged it you guys are going to see when you see it you'll see the real message behind it and so they're really smart with that but then it's amazing what happened within a week with this coronavirus right situation because honestly that was i think the greatest downfall for the hunt i don't know if the hunt would have ever smashed the box office records um but I do think the hunt would have found its home with within the horror genre, and with you know people who like political satire. Right, it's right. It's a little heavy-handed, but it's there, and I definitely think there's more of a following for the hunt. What's unfortunate, really, is, is the timing now of this current release. The hunt just couldn't seem to land a break, and it's unfortunate because it really is a really entertaining and I think well-made movie. Does it hit? You know. Every time it swings, no, but significantly more than not. Um, and honestly, I like how, you know, even-handed it was in its delivery of political commentary, you know, pointing out the hypocrisy on both sides. Uh, it, it does a really good job with that, I feel, of, of, of not really playing too much towards the liberals or the conservatives. You know, it's very much in the middle. Right. Um, but, yeah, I just really think it was just an unfortunate matter of timing. This poor movie, like I said, really couldn't get a shot, a proper shot to succeed. I do think they'll make their money back um, with um, streaming. Or at least, you know, they're going to make Oh, more yeah. The long, yeah, absolutely. I think you're still going to have, you know, we're a rarity because we live alone with our pets. But most people... <laughs> Are living with a partner, a parent, yeah, siblings, a couple roommates, what have you. So there's more flexibility within that. I yeah. also think that this is going to open up some creative opportunities with streaming down yeah. the road because yeah. they're never going to want to, because the studios are not going to want to not capitalize on an opportunity like this. And what you're going to see is things like, okay, it's going to cost $20, but you can share this with someone in a different home. Yeah. You're, it's going to, it's going, you're going to start seeing some changes in the way we are consuming these movies <laughs> in the way yeah. we're streaming. Um, yeah. Especially if this proves to be successful. You know, which I think it will because people have no other options right now. No, and no. people are thirsty and hungry for entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you and I are on top of things and are constantly watching different things because we enjoy it. Yeah. But it shocks me the amount of people that have no idea the different stuff that's out there. But you know what? That's kind of my job right now, which is fine. I will be their guide. Their vision quest will begin with me. And you. Yeah. Now, I wanted to just pivot a little bit and talk a little bit about the part B of this conversation. 
we had discussed the last time we were physically with each other mm. the amount of bad movies that seem to be happening to good actresses. <coughs> and I mean, there's a lot of bad movies that happen to male actors as well. Mm-hmm. But my God, my, oh, the Nancy Myers of it. I mean, oh. there's some, there's some drag out there. Yeah. And it, uh, it makes me sad and it makes me puzzled and I get worried if it's ageism or just bad management. But the first person I wanted to bring up and you'll be surprised by this because I haven't really discussed her is Miss Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, wow. Yeah, that did, did come out of left field. Well, uh, and, and I know we have not seen Miss Jones in yeah. something in a while, mostly because she has to take care of her elderly husband. Yes, I'm speaking yeah. of Michael Douglas because he looks I, like he's 110 now. Yeah. And she has aged in an odd way with him. And again, it saddens me. You know, at one time she was making movies... She was doing traffic. She was getting Academy Awards for Chicago, which she was amazing in. She was even fantastic in High Fidelity, where she had a essentially just a featured role, but it was a side role. Yeah. And then she, I mean, then I started to see her in stuff like Red 2. And I mean, Rock of Ages, which is a role that is written, I believe, for her. I think so. Yes, you're correct. And yep. she's entertaining in it. Oh, but yeah, the movie is. itself, oh, God. Though, you know what? I got to say, when they perform Any Way You Want It, yes. as sung by Mary J. Blige. Because Mary I... J. Blige is a gift. A gift who should be in more movies. I agree. Let's stick and a pin in that one. But, um, you know, at, 40, at 49, Zeta Jones, she's, she's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's amazing. She's a talent. And I don't, I don't know what's happening. I, I feel like, you know, you got to keep in mind, every actor's personal journey is a little different. And, and some actors, so, you know, there's you look at Scarlett Johansson right now, who's been so oversaturated that you're almost kind of starting to see um, uh, a resentment forming towards her. It's called the J-Law effect, the Jennifer yeah, Lawrence effect. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. And and so um, I think in some ways, Kevin Zaire Jones is smart because I think she just is very picky and choosy with when she wants to do a project and what it's going to be. Correct. Um, And I think she had enough early success that she can be picky, you know? So I think that might be the case that we're just seeing here. Um, You're right, Red 2. Very confusing. Uh, Maybe she owed a favor. Uh, And that is another thing. Oftentimes there are three pitcher, four pitcher deals that people are, they're like, well, I got to do it. But you know what? I would, I would prefer Zeta Jones can kick ass. Yeah, yeah. She's 49. She looks amazing. Has a body for days. Yeah. Get For the love of God, throw her in a Fast and Furious movie. I mean, if you're going to... Have gonna... her go fist to fist 
with um, Charlize Theron, who was Charlize wearing Theron. wearing dreadlocks. Please, yes, yeah. Let and us see it. Jones's head. Give me one of yours. Give me one of yours. What? Who uh, pops to your mind when you're thinking about a actresses, great actress? Actresses who. I mean, um, uh, you know, so I feel like this, you know, this is kind of come and gone, but I think this is an actress who deserves, just deserves more. Um, but if you look at some of the films that were given to someone like a Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, yeah. she came out of the prime of her film career and kind of started going, you know, she was a mom, she was working less. But you see, like, the quality of films just kind of just drop and then drop off. And it's so mind-boggling to me because she was such a commodity in so many niche genres. Oh, yeah. She had, like, the TV teen fan base, this huge fan base with Buffy, but also, like, horror fans really embraced it because it was so, like, it handled its, like, makeup and prosthetics so well, you know. Um, And then she's a screen queen Yes, she is. Last summer in Scream 2 as well. So, like, it, she's somebody who I just look at as, like, she's always in my mind, like, a, a a hot commodity. And I'm so confused as to why she just hasn't been given an awesome vehicle as, like, a middle-aged woman. Oh, God, <laughs> don't use that term. Oh, I mean, I guess she's technically a middle. Oh, that just pains me. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that, that I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying like, I, you know, middle-aged woman is not, I'm not using that as a negative term. I'm saying like we, just because she's not her Buffy self anymore doesn't mean I don't want to see her playing these fucking kick-ass roles. She looks the same roles. though. She's like, She looks the same. She does look the freaking same. She's like Alicia Silverstone. I have no idea what what stem cell baby stem cells that they're eating but i mean there is not there's they're not aging they're rubbing the 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 fetal uh fluids on their skins right um also speaking of sarah michelle geller i just need to take a moment i don't know if you follow this instagram duo but her and selma blair being the best Best friends friends. and their relationship brings warmth and joy to my heart um, every time I see them together, I get emotional. I don't, it's not like I know either of these people. Um, no, but, but not only but, great friends with the ailing, but strong Selma Blair, but also great friends, best friends with Miss Shannon Doherty, who's going through another bout of cancer. Those three. Those three are close. And if people do not recall, both yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar and um, Selma Blair were in the hit. And one of my favorite movies, even though it's ridiculous, Cruel Intentions. Mm-hmm. She's by far the standout in that movie. Her and Selma Blair, to me, are the best parts of that movie. Oh, even absolutely. though even though people focus so much on Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Phillippe, because it was right before they got engaged and got married. My favorite moment in that entire film is where they cut to that very brief flashback of Selma Blair's character. Um taking a photo with like a man in like a mascot costume i think he might be like i can't remember what the mascot is but she has like an ice cream coat and then she like she's posing and then she drops the ice cream right when it takes the photo and it's just like the way she does it she's she was like wasn't she like 20 like yeah she's always played i believe i I think she might have been older um because she's always played somebody about 10 years younger than herself because she has a very very boyish boyish like 
prepubescent body. Yeah. It's just in her physicality is that too. So nobody questioned when they saw Cruel Intentions. It's like, I mean, she's older than Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. no, nobody questioned that she plays the seal and she plays her amazingly. Who's supposed yeah. to be younger than all of them. Yeah. Like 15. Right? Yeah, like, you and you believe it. Yeah. She's sitting there like, you know, with her legs open, not in a sexual way, just because she doesn't have posture yet. Right. She's just a child, but she's great. But, you know, getting back to Sarah Michelle Gellar, I mean, for every cruel intentions, you have like simply irresistible, (laughs) which when it's on, I watch, but God, it's a bad fucking movie. It's bad, (laughs) but I love any movie in which there's magical food that makes you fall in love. Yeah. I mean, it's just been done better in other movies. Love Potion number nine. Love Potion number nine. Is that Love Potion number nine, though? Isn't it? Aren't it they just, it, are they dosing them? Is it perfume? It's a, no, it's a, it's a, it isn't, yeah, it is a perfume. So it's not food, but it's the same thing. It's, it's, it's a, it's a scent that Sandra Bullock puts on herself. Correct. Simply irresistible, simply irresistible. Um, and it works. So, yeah. That dowdy, dowdy Sandy Bullock that they just put fucking glasses on. <laughs> And we're supposed to believe. Yeah, that she has her Anne Hathaway Princess Diary makeover. What a dog. And I'm like, yeah, I think we can tell she's hot. (laughs) She's in that movie with, um, what's his name? Kate Donovan. Everybody's had him. Everybody's had him. She (laughs) dated him. Uh, Jennifer Aniston dated him. Oh, wow. Everybody dates him for a long period of time, but then they, they give him up. He's very teethy. Okay. He's teeth first. Lots teeth. of teeth coming at you. I think he's attractive. Okay. I like I'll him. I'll be in with teeth. All right. I'm going to give another one out there. And I'm not going to. I know you're going to agree with me. I yeah. still do not believe this woman has gotten the right vehicle for her. And I think it's a shame. And it angers me. Yeah. And that is... Miss Jennifer Garner. Yeah, I knew it was coming. And here's the thing. Yeah. If you are a big J.J. Abrams fan, I like a lot of his things, not all of his things. Not all of them. One of the best things he ever created was the series Alias with Jennifer Garner, which really made her a star. Yeah. And she is obviously a very, very beautiful woman and an extremely believable super sexy undercover spy with fun gadgets and everything like that. I mean, the cheekbones alone. But yes, exactly. But she also had the ability in this extremely convoluted, ridiculous, over-the-top, you know, double spy series to, like, really show humanity. You loved her. You rooted for her. You wanted her to have a normal life. I mean, Bradley, Bradley, um, Come on. Cooper. Cooper was her roommate, <laughs> her long-suffering roommate who was in love with her that she never returned that love. That's when Bradley Cooper was playing those type of roles. Oh, look at him now. Look at him now. But um, you know, after she had she coming out of the gate, she had um 13 going on 30, which is uh, delightful. Classic. Which is a great 
great rom com. They hardly make any rom coms now. Jennifer Gar or um not Jennifer uh oh, oh, uh Judy Greer. Judy Greer Judy Greer, the forever best friend, but she's fantastic in it. I'll take her that way. I'll take her. I will take her that way, thank you very much. Yep. But since then, and then she was also in you know, the invention of lying with Ricky Gervais, and she's pretty hilarious in that. Electra. Electra. It's not her fault. You know what, Teresa? You're going to strike me down, but I got to say it. I don't hate Electra. I don't don't hate it. I don't love it. And I blame it all on Ben Affleck. I blame so much on him, that fucking sad dad. I blame it on him. He also took critical years away from her. Yeah. Because she had to worry about his bloated gambling ass all the time while she raised those three beautiful children. Yeah. Oh, God help me. She sacrificed it. She sacrificed it and she made some pretty, you know, she she made some movies that were like ho-hum and She started playing the mom a lot. Playing the mom a lot, you know, the whatever. The crazy life of Timothy, whatever. <laughs> I forget what it is. I think there's some type of magical tree. You know what I'm speaking of. <laughs> I do. You and see I the don't. poster. You see the poster. I know. Oh, you, you know what? She was. She was the mom, though. In um, was she the mom in the the movie about? Uh, was she in the mom in Love Simon? She was the mom in Love Simon. I can take that. I'll take that, Mom. I can take that, Mom. She also had a tiny role when she first met Ben Affleck. I say that with such anger because I feel you it. I have a lot of resentment. I do. I have a lot of anger towards Ben Affleck. Um, <laughs> Pearl Harbor, she has a small role as a bookish with nurse. The gla- with the glasses. She has a panic attack. She's like, I can't do it anymore. Right. I remember. Do you remember? Yeah. Alongside Sarah Rue and Kate Beckinsale. And a doe-eyed Jamie King, who does not mean she dies beautifully. Beautifully. She really does. And she's engaged to that to that poor red-headed soldier. Or did they get married? I don't know. It's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. But I mean, she was also Garner was also in um the Matthew McConaughey um, Dallas Buyers Club, where she plays the doctor. I mean, she has some good roles out there. It's just, yeah. I feel like her career is stalled. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the answer is a return to something episodic, maybe mm-hmm. action-wise, maybe on Amazon yeah. or Netflix. I would be very down with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to, if Affleck gets a choice, if Affleck gets the opportunity to two times be a superhero, yeah, should not Garner, she should. Well, yeah, oh, absolutely. And like, even, um, you look at like, you know, they, w- with where the Marvel Universe is right now, and obviously that, you know, the Daredevil and everything was not part of this, uh, it's not canon to the Marvel right. Universe. Um, she does have the perfect look and structure. To, if, if you look at, for example, the Eternals, where um, where um, 
Angelina Jolie is mm. playing. And she's, you know, she's played, so she's, you know, she's that same age range. Um, you look at some of the villainous characters who, who've been featured, like in Thor, um, you had um, uh, Catherine, um, oh my God, who was the villainous in, in the last Thor movie? Um, uh, Kate Blanchett? Hey, I just, oh my God, I can't believe I was saying Catherine. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing um, a very subtle, subtle performance. <laughs> the, the, where you could tell she was having the time of her life. It was great. That, I loved it. That, I loved it. I'm not throwing shade. Oh, yeah. No, but no. She, At that she knew exactly what she was doing and who she was doing it for. And I think uh, something like that would be a really great vehicle. If not her in the title role, at least her in like a focal, strong female character you know which there's plenty of them it's just about assigning the right one to her and ensuring that the director behind it is proper you know right unfortunately daredevil was not great um and like i said a lot of people do not uh like uh electra i didn't hate electra um i thought it was actually pretty entertaining all things considered but um i just i don't know if it was the right film for that time uh the story is something that's been done so it's it's a similar story to so many of these other Marvel movies where they've got this girl who has to be saved for whatever reason, you know, right. it's not necessarily an issue in the story. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I think she's great in action. I think she deserves better. I think it's all come down to peppermint. Uh, uh, what, a, what a debacle. If people do not know what peppermint is, it's an action movie that came out last year that Roger and I were thrilled and so excited about that we went the opening night yeah truly believing this was a comeback action movie and wow was that story thin yeah yeah, yeah. i mean good action sequences it's fantastic to watch her in action yeah doing her thing but the 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 movie felt like it was made in the early 80s. It was so racist. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, anti-Latino. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's strange. It's weird. It's, it was going for something, but not hitting it. I don't, I don't know. All right, we're going to do two more. I'm giving you the next one. Oh, gosh. I okay. know you got one. There's, the list is endless. An actress who I, I think has, the, who deserves more, who could do more? I mean, I really, the idea is an actress that you think is really good. Yeah, oh, I, I, that, I know already. That you've, that either used to do great films and you never see them in anything anymore, or was in a lot of great TV and you never see them anymore, mm-hmm. or or an actress who you don't think is has really gotten their, gotten their due lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I have, I like, I have one I want to throw out, but it's very much kind of in that same universe. Um, I want to, I want to, let me think. Um, there's, I mean, there's so many actresses who I would like to just see get a chance to play a bigger role. Um, I mean, the one I was going to say, I'll just say her. It was Elijah Dushku. Eliza Dushku. She's proven, I think, herself so many times as capable. Yes. Um, but she's also a strong woman. 
and she don't like putting up with no bullshit. And like, remind some folks what you've seen Miss Dushku in. Elijah Dushku, everyone's gonna know her as Faith from Buffy. Yes. Um, you're gonna know her from Wrong Turn, all you horror movie um, fans. Original Wrong Turn, she's the female lead in that. Um, she's in Bring It On. Yes. I can't remember the character. She says that. She says that very famous line. That do you speak fag famous line. That does not. not age well. That has not aged well. That whenever you watch that movie again. And she says it to a gay character. um, A male cheerleader who laughs it off. But it always makes me cringe. But it's amazing what just 15 years will do. Because I think yeah. that's about 15 years ago. Also, yeah. Dollhouse. I yeah. think another Joss Whedon. Yeah. Kind yeah, of a cult. Kind of a cult. I think before it's time series. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think a lot of people think that about Oh, that. my God. Especially yep. if you think about. I talked a lot about Westworld last week. But if you think about Westworld. Yeah. And the, you know, everything that the artificial intelligence. And then if, if first off, if you're interested in Westworld. But you're not ready for something that heavy. Go and watch Dollhouse, which I believe is available on Amazon Prime. Check it yeah. out. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't. What has she been in lately, though? Lately, I don't. I really don't know. I can't think of the last thing that she's done. I mean, she. You're right. She had those. The she had Dollhouse, and didn't she have another series too? <sighs> She had something other than Dollhouse that they that they had her in. Yes. And I cannot remember for the life of me what it, I think it was another like another one or two season situation. She wasn't true calling, was she? No, that was that was true <laughs> calling. Was she, was she odd true calling though? Was she odd true calling? You know True Calling. True Calling is just love to it. True Calling is definitely a Jay Love Hewitt. Yeah. Are you asking if Dude was in True Calling? I don't know. I never watched True Calling. I'm just saying it sounds right along the line. I'm looking I'm- it up right now. Oh my God. Eliza Dushku plays True Davis, the actual character in True Calling. Oh, so she was True Calling. She is True Calling. She, it's not. So it was not Jennifer Love. It's it not Love Jennifer Love Hewitt. So no, Jennifer. Oh wow, how did I know that? I've this cast of True Calling is amazing, though. Oh my God, Zach Galifianakis, Matt Bomer, Jason Priestley. Maybe I'll watch True Calling. Recurring characters, Lizzie Kaplan. We love Lizzie Kaplan. I can't get enough of Lizzie Kaplan. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Wow. How did I? So then, what was the one that Jennifer Love Hewitt was on? Oh, what wasn't Jennifer Love? Something about something about she was a a psychic of some some kind, some sort. Ghost Um, Whisperer. Oh, the ghost. Yeah, the Ghost Whisperer. Not to be confused with Medium. Oh, with Wanda, Patricia Arquette. Arquette, whom we love, whom we can't get enough of, and her endless uh, demand for trans rights. Thank you, Patricia Arquette, for speaking out. Um, but yeah, oh God, 
those series all went for like eight seasons too, didn't they? Not True Calling, but the other two. Well, I mean, I would say that the Ghost Whisperer, it went for a while. And she was also in the client book or the client where she played My a black, hooker. little black book? Uh, well, no, she, I shouldn't say the word hooker. She played a sex worker. Let me was be. Was it the call? Wait, the, no, you're with, with uh, Sigourney Weaver, right? No, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver is not in the client book. Who are we talking about? Jennifer Love Hewitt? Love Hewitt. She, by the way, she just goes by love. Um, she was, <laughs> oh, this woman, she was in a, First off, she was in the Lifetime movie, The Client Book, and then okay. it was such a runaway hit that they turned it into a series. Is she in the series, too? Yes. Oh, wow. She Good plays the head head sex worker who's married. Oh, so but then what was the movie she was in with Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver? It was it was her. It was uh, her oh. mother and daughter. Or maybe they were like. I oh. love that movie. What's the name? I'm going to look. I have to look it up now. God damn it. Oh, it's 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 it was like one word. No, it was a little later. It was like 2002, maybe, maybe three, four. Yes. And um, Gene Hackman is in it as well. It's called Heartbreakers. It's 2001. Okay, I understand that it only gets a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I tell you, that is not fair. It's yeah. a fun movie. It's a good one. It's Sigourney a good one. Weaver is worth the price of admission. Yeah. And um, and Gene Hackman is hilarious. Yeah. He's hilarious. As always, I have to say, I think through this conversation, Teresa, of our, you know, finding actresses who we feel really haven't gotten their shot. I think we've come, we've, the, the yellow brick road has led us mm-hmm. to the Emerald City, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Why is she not given more uh, better roles? Because the last thing I really remember her lead in do you was the Garfield movie. Do you think Jennifer Love Hewitt <laughs> deserves the same level of roles as Jennifer Garner? My God. I want to see what she can do. I haven't. I have we been given the opportunity to see her acting. I've seen her do everything that she's going to do. I saw her in Party of Five. She had a spinoff series from that. She has more expressions. She's very pretty. She's got big (laughs) boobs, and she's a pretty good scream queen. I think she's good in Light Fair. Okay. Um, but she's also in Nine One One now too. Oh yeah, that show nine one one. So then, okay, Jennifer Love Hewitt up against Nev Campbell. Who's the stronger performer? Nev Campbell, even though okay. Nev Campbell, admittedly, also has three expressions, but <laughs> I like those three expressions more than Jennifer the Love Hewitt. The eyes, the wider eyes, and a subtle smirk. And I will say this: I saw Nev Campbell in two independent movies. Yeah. Um, one called The Company, mm-hmm. which she, you know, Nev is a Nev is a former ballerina. She was trained in Canada. She was going to be a professional dancer, and she plays a she plays a um, a modern and a ballet dancer in this. It's a really kind of fascinating, great movie with James Franco. I recommend it. 
Um, and she's really great and just natural in it. And the movie When Will I Be Loved, where she plays a manipulative, sexy villainess. And really? she's great. She's really great. Like, I really saw the range with that. And again, I think now I think we have finished it up because I think she deserves more roles. Than Skyscraper? Than Skyscraper with with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which I still enjoyed, but I think she can do more. Yeah. yeah. And again, we're just assuming that these actresses want to do more. Yeah. And maybe they're like, you know what? I'm just fine with 911. And Peppermint. And Peppermint. <laughs> and um, that I mean, <laughs> what does it really matter at the end of the day? She's right. still going to get paid. Yeah. I just, again, not to bring it back to Garner, but Ben Affleck is the worst person in the world. Yeah. And no one knows better than fucking Teresa. Me. Yeah. I'm done with them. I'm done with you. Well, and the celebration of white male mediocrity yeah. that is called Ben Affleck. Are we done giving him chances? I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Well, I know you've been. I I can. I know you've been wrong by him. I have. I know. I I, I get it. Listen. Oh, this I, is I, a, listen. Recovery. I am not being insensitive about that. But this is not his last time in the rehab. I'm just saying. It's going to be another episode of her having to drive him through in and out Burger while dropping him off at rehab. Well, she should be making a film. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Instead of running the whole household. I that's, hear you. That's all she's been doing. Oh, well, you know, we have been on the phone a while. We've been recording a while. And I think we're about ready to finish this up. So I wanted to thank you, Mr. Connors, for... Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It'll be more exciting in the future when we actually can be face to face. But I'm glad that this technology worked. I know. I mean, and now uh, we've been able to discuss the hunt as we, we wanted. Yes. Uh, and next time we will, um, I'm sure, have more. We will. Opinions on and so forth. Yes. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you, Roger. Right. I love. Drop that razor out the window. And that sound of smashing glass, along with that snippet from the 1996 Matthew Bright movie, is to symbolize my breakthrough pop culture. I don't know, not discovery, because it's Reese Witherspoon in 1996's movie Freeway by Matthew Bright. Starring her alongside a very creepy Kiefer Sutherland, Brooke Shields, Dan Hedaya, Bokeem Woodbine, Brittany Murphy, 
and a few other people that aren't coming off the top of my head right now because it's been a long day, but I highly, highly recommend checking this out. I think this is her breakthrough role. It was released a little bit after the super romantic sweet movie, Man in the Moon, probably something much more in that Reese Witherspoon canon that people are used to and comfortable with. But I like to see the darker side of Reese, and she plays a dark ass but hilarious character in this movie. If you like dark comedy, if you're fine with ultraviolence, this movie is for you. Check it out on um, Amazon Prime for free. Or you can stream it for a low cost if you don't have Amazon Prime. Um, as I said before, if you go and check on the popcultureperstephanie.com site, you will see links to several of the subjects we talked about today, including some gallery photos. You can look at a um, trailer for Freeway along with the trailer of The Hunt, which Roger and I spoke about today, and um, some links to other information. So go and check that out. It was great talking to you today and have a great week. Stay safe, stay inside.